This is Off the Dome, Season Verbal Fellatio on Love, Spirituality, and Everything in Between. Here, I hit you with a bit of unfiltered musings from an always Brooklyn, Caribbean-rooted, sarcasm-driven, intellectually and spiritually guided girl. Step inside my casually unfiltered world and let's get into the things. Her voice nice like a Bob Marley tune Every time she come around the man them soon Bad gal attitude But you can't get enough she like food Caribbean girl Yeah, yeah, Caribbean girl Rise up Hey, 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 y'all What's going on? It's your girl, Kimmy Michelle And I'm back with another episode of Off the Dome, Season Verbal Fellatio, A Love, Spirituality, and Everything in Between. If you've been rocking with us for the past few episodes, then you know that what I do is it's a simple conversation, a little personal chit-chat, girlfriend to girlfriend or girlfriend to guy friend or they-to-they, person to person, and um, let's just get into it. So... I was looking at these tulips, right, that my sister bought for my parents to plant. And I was thinking about how much I love them and how I find them to be beautiful. I always have. Like when I was growing up, my cutie and my mom would go to the Macy's Flower Show at the Jacob Javits Center. And we would walk around for hours and look at just about everything. And both my auntie and my mom loved flowers, gardening, everything about them. And they took every opportunity to get new things for their gardens and always have fresh flowers in the house. Now, I was about seven or eight when I used to go. And so there were two distinct things that I always remembered about these excursions. Stelladoro original cookies, the S-shaped ones, and the tulips. I would get the tulips as, not the tulips, (laughs) y'all. So I would get the cookies as a treat from them because I'm pretty sure that they realized at some point that I was going to be bored out of my mind. And they were good and they were mine and I would crunch on them as I watched them admire all the different types of flowers. I would see all the different types of roses, teacup, garden, etc. And though I always thought they were pretty, I always gravitated to the tulips. I'm not sure if it was because of the colors or the shapes or what, but they always drew me. Fast forward to young adulthood and dating, and I remember when I got into my first serious relationship with my daughter's father. Now, y'all know I've talked about the relationship that my daughter's father and I have had before. And so, you know, I've kind of talked about it in like bits and pieces and that sort of thing. And so I was just thinking about that when I got into that relationship. And I remember telling him in regular conversation that I didn't like flowers. I thought they were like trite, I said, super silly and basic. And that if you really felt like flowers are a thing to get me, that it should be tulips or lilies, calla lilies to be specific. And it was something about roses that immediately brought up these feelings of like, I don't want to be ordinary. I want to be different than all of these other girls. And this is something that I can like speak to now coming, you know, 20 plus years after the fact, right? 
but I didn't realize like <laughs> just how pick me <laughs> this sounded at the time, <laughs> you know, um, and if you've listened, listening, like I said, for a while, then you've heard me talk about being pick me light in the past and, you know, kind of being able to acknowledge and, and, and heal from those moments where, you know, like all I wanted to do was be chosen. But I realized that in some ways, me wanting tulips versus quote unquote roses were in a way they were, it was me. How can I explain this y'all? Okay. So boom. So let me, let me go back to my thing about roses. So I preface this by saying that my dad is an amazing, amazing man. And he's an amazing father. I have been a daddy's girl all my life, even when him and I weren't rocking too tough. But I love my daddy. My daddy is also a Caribbean man. (laughs) And, you know, y'all can take that with that what you will. But shout out to all my caribbean men out there that are breaking stereotypes and breaking generational curses every day but those of you who know know like i know y'all know exactly what i mean when i say caribbean man and so i feel like i had this association of roses with apologies so it was always like i would see roses on the table and like the day that like my mother, if it wasn't like my mother bringing them, it was my dad. And like my mother, like I said, we already discussed, she loves flowers. We know she loves flowers because, hey, she intentionally went to the Macy's Flower Show. But, you know, sometimes she would buy flowers and she would have them on the table and just kind of um have them just available for her she loved looking at them and she was determined to like always have fresh flowers every week and one day I remember this massive bouquet of roses came onto the table and I was about I want to say I was about 10 and it was a different kind of roses than I had ever seen on the table before and I watched my parents interaction you know, surrounding those roses. And I don't know how I knew at 10 that those roses were apology roses, but I realized they were apology roses, right? And so, you know, there was that association that I had with roses. And then there were other associations too, right? You know, I would watch TV, like these big grandiose displays of love and affection and like the dating and you know how this goes like y'all watch tgif back in the day and like think about when like eddie winslow was bringing roses to whoever he was dating at the time and it was just like this big massive like display you know or even um i don't remember if if will from fresh prince ever did it but y'all know what i'm saying like roses are a symbol of this romantic love, this romantic engagement in the dating world. And if there is no other indication that that is the case, think about when Valentine's Day rolls its sweet self around and what's the first thing that goes up in price? Roses that were $12.99 from February 16th all the way to January 31st, even up to like maybe February 7th. 
are no now all of a sudden $35.99. Same roses, they don't look no different. You gotta love capitalism, right? But that is definitely one of the things that I always realized about like these roses that I would see. And so like I would find myself saying, oh, I don't need that. Because I always had this association with like this grandiose gesture and I would say like I don't need this grandiose gesture. Like I don't need all that. Like if you really feel like you have to get me these flowers, you can get me these tulips. I like the tulips. They're cute. They're pretty. They're probably cheaper, etc, etc. Like these are the things that I would not necessarily say aloud, but like pretty much allude to. And so, of course, if you've been listening, if you're a day one listener, you remember me talking about me wanting to be high maintenance as fuck and recognizing in that space that I would say, and a lot of us do, like we say that we don't want these things, but in reality, we do. Like we really do. And it's nothing wrong with wanting those things. And so I had to fast, like I said, fast forward Um, before I finish that thought about roses, I have to segue to the other significant relationship in my life, which was the relationship with my most recent ex. And again, you do recognize that I talk about these two relationships a lot. And it's not because that I have not healed or aren't still currently healing from them. That's not what it is at all. What it really is, is those were the two significant relationships in my life. You know, like there were a lot of other relationships in between. Y'all gotta make sure you check out the episode where I talk about some of the shenanigans, especially where I talk about disappearing acts. That was a good one. Or my CTV. But anyway, those were the two significant relationships in my life. So when it comes to my most recent ex, I'll never forget. So we were gonna meet up for drinks. I had started working at my first culinary job outside of my business, like way back, we're talking like at the very beginning, I wanna say 13 years ago. Yeah, roughly 13 years ago. And so I was working and of course, because in the culinary industry, most of us a lot of times work at night, I got off at like, I wanna say 9.30, 10 o'clock-ish. So much wasn't open and he had, you know, we had been corresponding back and forth. This is, we weren't actually officially dating it, but he wanted to see me. He was like, you know, maybe we can go get a drink or something. So I promised, I said, you know, I promised I would hit him up and let him know if I was still in the mood to hang out or whatever, because a lot of times after working, I'd be exhausted, especially working in the kitchen. Right. But like, let's. Real tea, true tea. <laughs> I was going out with this man. We was going to go get that drink. I had the outfit in the bag ready. I had the shoes in the bag ready. I don't even think it was like a super fancy outfit because like I could only do but so much. But I had my makeup in my bag. Like I was ready. I was going like. <laughs> and you know, I was just genuinely excited. I mean, you know, this was my high this was not high school. This was my junior high school crush. He was my junior high school crush and all of a sudden, you know, like we're about to for real go on like a date, even if it's just for drinks. This is kinda wild. I gotta come with my best A game, you know? And even as I like went through the day like saying this is not a date, because you know, at the time 
there was a lot going on at the time. And so I don't think we were really like necessarily looking to date date per se. But anyway, it was a date. I had a feeling it was a date. I was just like, you know what? Let me make sure I'm ready. And I remember I went to the seaport to meet him. I'd gotten off the train. I'm walking. I was talking to one of my closest friends at the time. And I was telling her, you know, because you know the rule, regardless of how long I've known this man, somebody got to know where you at when you go on these dates. And, you know, it's already 10 o'clock at night. So it's already pretty late. And I'm going to the seaport. So I was, you know, letting her know, like, look, so I'm going to meet him. We're going to go. I think we went to Uno's or something. And, you know, we're just going to have some drinks. We're going to just chit-chat or whatever. But it's not a date. And she's like, but it's a date. I'm like, no, but it's not a date. But it's not a, oh, my God, I got flowers. I got flowers. And I hung up on my friend. And <laughs> I remember it because, like, as I was talking to her, I was walking past, um, like, a bodega. So if you're not from New York City, um, it, it might be hard to envision. But, you know, I'm sure stores in like different parts of the country do the same thing. But out here, like they have, the, especially in the city, they have bodegas. And it's like a miniature grocery store, like a superette sort of situation. And then they'll have like flower bouquets in the front of the store. So when I was walking by and I saw this massive bouquet of flowers as I was walking by that bodega, I originally thought that it was um, the the flowers from the from the bodega, not realizing that he was standing behind the flowers holding them, and there were like tulips and lilies, and there were a couple of like there were it was a massive bouquet of flowers, and it was beautiful, and like it made me feel so special just that like really simple gesture and it made me think to myself self have you been lying to yourself this whole time about not wanting to have flowers not wanting to receive flowers because you are uncharacteristically excited behind these flowers like over the moon excited about these flowers like I kept them for for weeks afterwards. Like I only I think I only ended up throwing them out. When did I throw those out? I don't even remember, but I kept them for a long time. And so somewhere along the way as I started this journey, I realized that like I had this association of flowers in general, but specifically roses with being over the top with being this like extra behavior and and even realizing in the moment that you know have i been just accepting the bare minimum all along in an effort to appear approachable in an effort to appear lovable all behind some roses because there's nothing wrong with fucking roses. Roses are beautiful. And you know, like you hear a lot of things. Like I think Tiana Taylor has a song. And she talks about, um, you know, I don't need roses. Them shits die anyway. That's true. They do die eventually. Because, you know, they're cut roses. Um, 
But that don't mean I don't want them. Like, I want them. I, I like the sappy romantic gestures. I like to look at them. I like to feel special. I love the giddy feeling that I get when I receive them. I love being loved on, you know, even if it's a simple gesture as roses. And no, I don't want you to give me roses and an apology, even though I would, I appreciate the roses. Like if the roses come with an apology and it's an apology that's not followed by changed behavior, then it doesn't matter. It's, it's not impactful. And I feel like, you know, in the midst of me, you know, working through wanting to be chosen for one and two always having this association with flowers as being this salve for unbecoming relationship behavior in my subconscious I decided you know what I don't really want the roses and then it was like oh well tulips are easy and they're seasonal too, you know, let me be different. But no, bonnie roses, bonnie flowers, bonnie, don't, don't get me wildflowers because I just don't, like, it's not a vibe for me. But yeah, I want big old ignorant roses. I want big old ignorant bouquets of flowers when I go on dates. I lie, I do like flowers. <laughs> I do. I, I didn't. I never thought I'd say that, but I do. And that simple revelation, revelation, y'all, <laughs> has been mind blowing. And it took me down this other journey. So, if you've been following me, like I said, for a while, and then you also know that I you know, post on Instagram, not necessarily on a super regular basis. Like I really just post when I feel like it because I do so many things business-wise already as it is that I don't want to have to just be constantly keeping up a, a, a very like strict schedule. Like I want to content create, but I want to content create within my own time, my own space. And so, you know, in thinking about this, like even just thinking about this episode as I like recorded it and thinking about, you know, me going through this, like this phase of learning love, relearning what love looks like for me and, and, and understanding it for me, realizing that like I... And I have to think about what I'm going to say first, but I have encouraged myself to accept the bare minimum for so long that I told myself that it was a lot. Because I couldn't admit to myself that it was the bare minimum and that all of that was tied to the little girl inside me who thought she was asking for too much. When really she wasn't actually asking for anything. 
And this is not, like, this is absolutely not uh, a condemnation on, like, my parents or my growing up. I had a good childhood. I really did. I I was a, I was loved. My family loves me. I love my family. Anyone that knows me knows that my family is a whole entire motherfucking vibe. Like we're a vibe. Both sides, my dad's side and my mom's side. We host family events. We host family outings. We do Thanksgiving together. We do Christmas together. Thanksgiving is 20 deep easily regularly consistently that is the immediate family we might have other people come from out of the country like depending on the time but i have an amazing family and my family was loved but i wasn't always understood and so like again if you follow me and if you've been following for a while then you know about my instagram and you see that sometimes i have these conversations with my inner child and I've been doing that a lot more because I've been wanting to reconcile as I heal the inner child that a lot of times felt misunderstood, didn't feel heard, didn't feel validated in that moment, didn't feel loved in that moment for whatever reason. Um, and recognizing that my, my, my framework for love is rooted in how that inner child saw love. So now, again, love my family. Never really had issues with my family. Like, my family loved me, so I know what love looks like. I know what familiar love looks like. I know what platonic love looks like. But in me, thinking about my inner child and these flowers that I said I wanted or didn't want, but I really do, I realized that I might not fully know what love, like romantic love looks like. And no, let me, let me take that back. Actually, no, no, I'm not going to take that back because it's true. And it's not to say, because love evolves, right? I feel like, so love is a verb and we know that love is a verb. And so because love is a verb, verbs have different iterations and, and they can behave in different ways in different spaces based on whatever is happening at the time. So the way I view love when I was when I was 20, when I was 21, is absolutely not the way I view love at 41. And in part, that is because at 21, I the 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 bare minimum was how I viewed things. I didn't want to make waves. I didn't want to be extraordinary. I didn't want to to stand out too much. Or rather, I just wanted to make it easy because, you know, I the 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 narrative that we have been constantly, constantly told is like, you know, don't do too much, remember? Don't stand out too much. Don't talk too much. Don't smile too much. Don't, you know, no one's going to like you if you do this or that. Okay, so let me make it easier. You don't have to get me roses. That's easy. Like, you ain't got to worry about that. Like, I don't need much. I don't need much. I'm lying. I'm lying to myself for for 20, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, it's crazy because even as I, even as I, <laughs> y'all, I'm stumbling. Even as I have done today's podcast, I noticed 
that my throat chakra has been tingling throughout this entire conversation. And it's in large part because I recognize that this is like a breakthrough moment. And it couldn't come at a more opportune time because while we're moving into eclipse season, the new moon is coming this weekend. It's on Friday. And we're also moving into Mercury retrograde on Friday. So there are a lot of things astrologically, a lot of things spiritually that are happening. Um, I feel like sex and astrology is the next podcast because I think it's well overdue because I've been dropping these little tidbits here and there and I really kind of feel like it's it's long overdue for me to talk about that and you know as I've said in many times if you're not a person who believes in astrology you ain't gonna like me because we talk about astrology over here as it relates to spirituality and it's definitely connected Argue with your mama, don't argue with me. Sorry, not sorry. But anyway, all of that to say that I realized that I spent 20 years trying to be average, trying to require less so that the other person on the other end wouldn't have to do more. And it makes me now wonder as I redevelop this and redefine this this definition of love that I have. What if the love I experienced in the past was rooted in something unpure and now that I am crossing over into this newer healing space, because like I said, healing is a journey, not a destination. What if this new love that I am getting ready to experience in my own life and that I am just learning in my own life, what if this is a pure, more indelible love? So not even that, you know, because I remember earlier I said that I felt like maybe I didn't know what romantic love was, but... What if I'm now getting to a place where I know what it should look like for me and what I want it to be? What is it? What if it looks like something where I am better understanding it and better feeling it and better embracing it in a way that is real and loved? There's a there's a lot that I'm still like working through. You know, this is off the dome, you know, and sometimes I, you know, I might write down some of my thoughts so that I can better work through them. But I'm literally working this one through aloud with y'all. But I know it all centers in how I view flowers. And going back to that original topic of being high maintenance. Because it's not high maintenance. It is literally the very basic in expressions of love. And it's okay if, like, if you for real don't like flowers, because you for real don't like flowers, maybe you have allergies, maybe you would much prefer a meal, maybe you would much prefer a Birkin bag or a Telfar bag or a Brandon Blackwood, like, whatever your preference is in terms of, like, give me gifts. 
you know, do you, but, but I want you to ask yourself this, how much of a distress, how much of a disservice, because I was going to say injustice, but how much of a disservice are you doing yourself by telling yourself that you do not desire that which you do desire? How much of a disservice are you doing yourself by pushing away the things that you really want in order to appear palatable to someone else? And then ask yourself, is that love? Like, for you? Because I would bet it's not. So yes, your girl wants flowers. Run me some flowers. I lied. I like flowers. And I like love. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this beautiful symphony of self-love and and love and flowers and journeys and lessons I'm really looking forward to where it's taking me for the record I don't know where it's taking me I keep taking me to my front door because I keep looking to see if you know God gonna send whoever he said he was gonna send and whatnot you know checking my tracking number and things but either way (laughs) I'm looking forward to it all so yeah future uh quote-unquote soulmate because I got feelings about soulmates too but if you out there listening you can run your girl some flowers and a Brandon Blackwood back too if you felt so inclined thank you very much appreciate you (laughs) oh y'all but you know let me know what you think um are you a flowers girl and you know, think about if you may be pushing away things that you really like in order to be more palatable. And that's in any area of your life. That's not just romantic love. And I'm really going to have to flesh out that sex and, and, and astrology and sensuality and all that. I had to flesh that episode out for y'all because I think it's more past time. And I feel like this current season that we're going into is the perfect time for it. So with all that said, beloveds. Bezos. Whoa, oh, yeah. The way the sun gets her skin, yeah, she brown and sweet. Oh, her touch feel nicer than a summer breeze. Yeah, she got the wig of this wine, you can't compete, no. She a Caribbean girl, yeah, yeah, Caribbean girl. Body curved like a banjo, 